Good morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. You've heard that statement a million times, right? And there's another statement you've heard 750,000 times. We're a growing family after God's heart. What's the other statement that you've heard a lot, three quarters of a million times? Now, Jesus talked in exaggerations, didn't he? I mean, all the time. Well, we're an Acts 1-8 Christ-centered family. We're an Acts 1-8 church. And I trust that, that you're on board with the Great Commission, Great Commission Fund, that uh, you're one of those who said, you can count on me. I'm going to give to the Great Commission to help our missionaries, the Alliance missionaries in Kurdistan, northern Iraq. And you know what's happening in that area of the world. The Lord's doing a great work, though. I've said this statement, not a lot, but probably 25 times in the last six months. And I'm going to say it a few more times before this message is complete. That phrase is coming a little later. I'll keep you guessing, all right? It's one that I love. We're going to use it today. Dan emailed me a couple of weeks ago. He was thinking, thinking about this service and the selection of songs. And by the way, his parents are here today from Wisconsin. And it's great to have you folks. North Carolina. All right, you were in Wisconsin for a while, right? I'm glad you're out of Wisconsin now. <laughs> we got a few Green Bay fans. That's why I say it. And uh, I mean, I've seen some jerseys today. I, if you're a visitor and you got a Green Bay jersey on, okay, we'll give you some grace. But if you consider this your church family, I'm going to have the ushers escort you out, all right? <laughs> so welcome. But Dan, he emailed me and said, hey, you working on that message? Now, this is two weeks, two, three weeks ago. And I'm going, Dan, I don't work that far out ahead. I do have the passage, all right? So here's the passage. Because he wanted to put the, 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 the selection of songs together. Just praying his way through, saying, I'm not just going to pick out any songs. I, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, which songs do you want us to sing? Isn't that good? I love that about our worship leaders here at Gateway Church. You know, we got a number of worship leaders in different styles, and that's really cool. And they're all praying, saying, God, what are you putting on our hearts to sing? And I said, well, I'll give you the passage. And I'm going, man, I, I don't know what you're going to do with this passage, but here it is. And uh, i got to turn this on. It's First John, we're in... in the study of 1 John. And here it is. Dear children, chapter 2, verse 18. This is the last hour. And as you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. I'm going, good luck, Dan. You got any, any songs in your file? Antichrist. And we had fun. We were talking about, about this. Just having fun. And uh, in fact, we know what the opposite of Antichrist is, right? Pro. Pro Jesus. 
We just read about the Antichrist and the fact that that's singular. And then it's also saying that, that there's the spirit of Antichrist that we're in right now. We're pro-Jesus. Now that's the all-time understatement regarding the church, isn't it? I'm saying something that, you know, it's a Sunday school answer. We are what? We're pro-Jesus. Yeah, but if that's so, how come we don't talk about Jesus more in our conversations? I think that about myself. I want to talk more about Jesus. I think Jesus is like a mascot that we let out of the closet on Sundays. We, we let him run onto the field and we get all fired up until maybe the next week. But we know there's so much more. Did you pick up on the pro-Jesus theme in our worship today? In the light of the passage, these are the songs Dan chose. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Isn't that a great hymn? I remember as a boy singing that. It's a great hymn. In Christ alone, Jesus paid it all. And the, the song Dan wrote, no higher name that, that they just sang. We love Jesus. We exalt and glory in him. He's our life. There's no one like him. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Antichrist, maybe. We will, because it's in the scripture. I shouldn't say maybe. We're going to do that. We're going to emphasize we're pro-Jesus. We're going to leave today. It's already started. Running harder after Jesus. We will be drawn to intimacy with him. We're not ashamed of Jesus. We won't be afraid to speak his name. It's the most beautiful, excellent name of all. The most powerful name. We don't care if Jesus is not politically correct. He never will be. There, there will never be a time in the world where the world will say, okay, Jesus is, you know, okay. We'll never get to that period. Jesus said the world's going to hate, if the world hated me, the world's going to hate you. But that doesn't matter, does it? Because he's Lord and Savior. So let's read the rest of the passage. We'll get the clicker to work. Guys, if you can help me here. You have your Bibles. It's 1 John 2. There we go, 18 through 27. Let's just read the text. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, this is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. 
I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. That's why we open up the Bible week after week. You don't need to hear me preaching about whatever. We need the truth, amen? Amen. Who's the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person, this is strong language. Don't like, don't go out and start talking this way. You don't have to just go out and verbalize it. Just know it, right? Such a person is the Antichrist. Don't call anybody that this next week, all right? You're not going to win any favors. You're not going to build a relationship with anybody. Just, just know. Just know it. You're saying, oh, how come I can't make any headway? I'm trying to, to win this person for Christ. It's a battle. It's a spiritual battle, right? The enemy has blinded the eyes of the unbeliever. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, you see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Wow. Are we really going to go through that scripture today? We're going to try. We're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord to enlighten our minds, right? To do a work in our hearts. Lord, we submit ourselves to you, to your truth. Thank you for the truth. Thank you that it confronts the lies. Lord, I pray that that you would reveal yourself, Jesus, today. That we would be drawn closer to you, Jesus. Teach us some things, God. Teach us something new. Or I should say, just shine the light on, on something that we need to know. It needs to change in our own lives. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. You know, the title of our, our series is On the Grow and in the Know, Going Deep in Christ. And there's two divisions in 1 John, right? Just a little reminder. There's five chapters. The first two chapters emphasize what? Fellowship. Chapters 3, 4, and 5 emphasize, emphasize sonship. And here's what John does. He repeats himself over and over again. He repeats these three themes. Test of obedience, walking in the light. Test of love, walking in the love. We've looked at that already. Walking in the light, walking in the love. Today, it is the test of truth. We're going to talk about what it means to walk in 
the truth. We got to have a solid theology. Here's where it starts. A solid theology of who? Jesus. To safeguard us against heresy in the church of Jesus Christ. It's his church. There was a specific heresy that was trying to make an inroad in the church in that day. I don't know if you've heard of this before. It's nothing new under the sun. But at that time, it was called Gnosticism. And at the root of Gnosticism is the teaching that, listen, denied the deity and the preeminence of Christ. The subtle form was this message. You got to hear this. You got to kind of like hang on today. I, I, I usually have some stories and like a, an object lesson. Like last week I had the, the rope and thing. Today, guess what? You're going to have to really work hard. I'm not going to make it easy. Oh, man, no, today it's you have to work, okay? We've got a few minutes here. I joke around, the Vikings don't play till 325. So if you got to go get a drink, go get a drink of water, come back, all right? The subtle form of that message is this. Jesus is good. Jesus is a good starting place, but it's time to move beyond Christ onto deeper revelation. There's more than him. Uh-oh. Listen, we don't graduate from Christ, right, and move on to something deeper. Everything always has to move us, what, towards Christ, closer to him, why? Because Jesus is the deep things of God. Paul said in Colossians 2, 3, in Jesus, listen, are hidden all the treasures and wisdom of God. What we don't need is teachers who do not lead us and point us to Jesus. If, I, if somehow that begins to happen here at Gateway Church, if you haven't heard the name of Jesus, if we haven't sang about Jesus for a long time, if we're just talking about, you know, all the issues of the day, and Jesus kind of gets pushed to the sidelines, there should be a flag that goes up, right? But you have the anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. We don't need teachers who don't lead us and point us to Jesus. That's what John means right here. Clearly, we understand and know throughout the, the teachings of the scriptures that God has called and ordained teachers, right? And preachers. What we don't need, though, is those teachers and preachers who don't lead us back to Christ. So what you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit to help you, to help you sift through things. Say, oh, wait a second. Hold the phone. 
The work in the anointing of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the Son. That's the Spirit's function. We have the anointing of the Spirit. John 14, 26 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I, Jesus, have said to you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. John 15, 26. You got 14, 26. Now you have 15, 20, 26. When the Advocate comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. John 16, 14. He will glorify me. The Holy Spirit will glorify the Son because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. It's all about Jesus, right? That's the anointing of the Spirit. It brings you back to Jesus. Not further away from Jesus, not into the deeper things of God. So here's a statement that I often say. And I'll say it over and over and over again. You can be right about a lot of things, but don't be wrong about Jesus. That's what this message is all about. You can be wrong about a lot of things. But don't be wrong about Jesus. Folks, we got to get his identity right. What was going on here? In this church. Verse 18, dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. Let's look at that. Talk about that just for a moment. The Bible is clear that one man will be the final, most complete, and powerful Antichrist. He will appear in the future. The time of that which the Bible calls the tribulation. This is the time that will end man's day. It's a final seven-year period divided into two, three-and-a-half-year sections in which Satan is released, his power in the world, but at the same time, God releases judgment in the world. And there will be in that day a world ruler who's identified as who? Singular, the Antichrist. He's the culminating and final one. That's why he's called the Antichrist. I think most of you have heard about that. There's been speculation on who that might be. I don't really get into that kind of conversation. But he's not the only Antichrist. He's the final one. But before that, there's the spirit of Antichrist. What's that? That's the way of thinking. We're going to get to that later. It's the spirit. It's the way of thinking. It's not just one person. It's many persons. It's an attitude. 
toward Christ that personifies itself in this one person, but in the meantime, it's what? Many persons. Any person who is against Christ, any person who attacks the deity of Jesus Christ, any person who's hostile to the true nature of Christ, his deity, and his humanity, to the true work of Christ, possesses the spirit of what? Of Antichrist. Anybody who is against Christ, who rejects, operates in the spirit of Antichrist. We know that Jesus Christ is the most polarizing figure in all human history. It's just the way it is. We got to get Jesus right. Who he is. Why he came. How you can know him. 1 John 5.12 says, He who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. You go back to verse 22. It says, who's the liar? The liar is anyone who denies Christ. It's called the Antichrist. All lies are alien to the truth. John has in mind the great lie that Jesus is not who he claimed to be. Some Gnostics, Gnostics said that Jesus was just a, just a phantom. That he was just a man and the Spirit came upon him and then left. We know that's heresy. Those are just lies. They deny the Father and the Son. Some people say that they believe in God in spite of not believing in Christ. But we know that their God is not the God of the Bible. can be wrong about a lot of things. But don't be wrong about Jesus, who he is. Who is Jesus? Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes. And I challenge you to memorize this scripture. Who is Jesus? Colossians 1, 15 through 20 says, the Son is the image of the invisible God. Who's Jesus? He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, everything was created. Things in heaven and things on earth, visible and invisible. For all things have been created by him and for him. Jesus is before all things. And in Jesus, what? All things hold together in him. He is from the beginning. All things in Christ are held together. He's the firstborn from the dead so that in him he might have the supremacy. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Together, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his 
body through his blood shed on the cross. Colossians 2.9, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. He's not just a good man, right? He's the God man. The sun is the radiance of God's glory, Ephesians 1.3, and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. You can be wrong about a lot lot of things. Don't be wrong about Jesus, who he is, why he came. Why did he come? It's right there in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for the sins of the world. That's why he came. Because we're sinners separated from God. As an atoning sacrifice, he died on the cross for you and for me. And how do we know him? 1 John 5, 1 says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Verse 10, whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. Verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. Don't be wrong about Jesus. Maybe you've came today and you just are struggling. I want you to know that we sang about Jesus by his spirit. He's here. The spirit's going to keep pointing you to Jesus. The spirit's going to keep bringing you back to the Lord. It's the work of the spirit. We would grow in our knowledge of him, that the character of Christ would be formed in us. It's all about Jesus. But I need help to wrap this up. I know I need help. I got someone to help me, all right? Someone who can say everything that I've been trying to communicate today with maybe a little more passion I don't know if you've ever heard of Pastor Bishop S.M. Lockridge. He's a black preacher who loves Jesus. I want you to to listen to what he says about the Lord. I'm going to ask the team to come up, and they're going to close after we we show this, but I'm going to have them come and just kind of get ready. All right? Come on up. We're going to show this video, and then we're going to close with a, a song that Dan and Sandy wrote, what we, what we really need is Jesus. We need less of me, more of him. He must increase. I must decrease. So let's listen to Pastor Lockridge. Put your hope in Christ. 
That's what this video is entitled. The Bible says, my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings.